Welcome to the Harvest Time Podcast, where our mission is the commission to make disciples. Join us as we delve into candid discussions, share inspiring stories, and take practical steps in growing together as dynamic ambassadors for the gospel. Get ready to embrace your purpose as a laborer in God's harvest field. I'm your producer, David Wiseman, and here are your hosts, Katie and Caitlin. Welcome back to the Harvest Time podcast. We are on episode three today, and we're actually beginning a kind of a mini series within the podcast on prayer. So today we're going to be talking about hearing God's voice. Uh, we originally set out to make this kind of a three-part mini series, but truly we have no idea where the Holy Spirit's going to take this. Uh, and Caitlin has a ton of amazing things to share, uh, a really good paradigm to work through with us. Um, and so we are just super excited. Um, as we're going through this mini series, we really encourage you to submit questions to us. My email's in the show notes. Um, you can email either of us, but uh, we would love to answer questions and address those. We may do kind of a Q&A wrap-up episode uh, if, if we get a ton of those. And so we encourage you to just join us as we discuss these things, learn from each other and from the Word and from the Holy Spirit about how to commune with Him. So yeah, Caitlin, why don't you go ahead and just take it away? Yeah, well, welcome back, guys. I am super duper excited. As Katie said last week, this is like my bread and butter. I'm um, just talking about prayer and helping equip people to pray and intercede for local and global context. Um, so before we get into the nitty gritty, I just feel like it's really important to story this out in my own life. And so I just want to share this testimony um, of how, to be honest, my prayer life was really sucky in April of 2019. Mm -hmm. I, I remember this so vividly. I woke up one morning and I had my Bible out sitting at the kitchen table eating oatmeal and was like, man, I don't really know what to pray for. And man, I'm forgetting what people are asking me to pray for. And I'm really kind of bored in prayer. I feel like I'm not going anywhere, but I know God wants me to do this, but it's kind of failing. And I was mm -hmm. like, what do, what do I do? And so I asked all these people, give me all of your prayer tips. And so they told me, set an alarm at a certain time every day or write it down or do this or do that. And so I tried all of the things and nothing was working. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, what do I do? I remembered that there's this book that I needed to read um, called Extreme Prayer. Um, so Greg Pruitt wrote that. And it's this little tiny book. And I was like, oh man, this is my golden ticket to better prayer life. <laughs> So I read this little book. It's like less than a hundred pages or around that. And when I finished it, my honest to goodness response, the first time that I read it was, hmm. So people sit around and they pray and God sends random checks in the mail. <laughs> awesome. Kind of hope that Greg Prude is not listening to this, but he probably is. <laughs> um, so anyways, I had completely missed the point of this book. We're actually going to put the link to it in the show mm -hmm. notes. Um, it's an incredible little book that goes through how God answers faith-filled, unified group prayers offered in Jesus' name with unlimited power. Goes through scripture references, shares testimonies, and asks some like pretty stellar questions that really will flip your prayer life around if you're willing to listen, unlike I was the first time. Yeah. So I, um, I was doing a missions internship that summer. That's why I was reading the book. And I show up to this internship and I'm like, I don't know about this. Like their mission strategy is prayer. What am I going to do? Because my prayer life sucks. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in one of the first sessions and there was 
one of the guys that works for this organization had the microphone and he was praying and the way that he was praying had me mesmerized. And I just kept asking myself this question, what does he have that I don't have? I don't understand it. And so the next day um, we were doing this training and this particular training was called connecting with God in prayer. Ha ha ha, Jesus, good timing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so there was this lady, she's one of my dear sisters in Christ, and she went through this document that I'm actually going to walk you guys through today. And in the moment, I really understood what she was saying intellectually, but not practically. But I put it in my back pocket, didn't really think about it the rest of the day. And I went to bed that night and I woke up in the middle of the night, like a few hours later, and God was like audibly speaking to me about questions that I had asked him earlier that day. And I'm like laying in my bed and I'm like shocked, like eyes <laughs> wide open, jaw open, like yeah. who's in the room? Like, where is this voice coming from? And he was so faithful to just be like, it's me. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Like we can really hear from you. Because up until then, this hadn't happened before. This wasn't a common experience for you. No, not at all. Like I had essentially heard the voice of God a couple of times, like in my thoughts, but this was actually audible. And I want to like put a disclaimer. It's not common to hear God's voice audibly. And that's actually not often how I'll hear him. Um, I often hear him in my thoughts or through images. I'll get to more into that in a second. Um, but yeah, it had not happened to me. And so instead of sleeping that night, I had a four hour dialogue with God and I opened the word of God that morning in the book of Psalms. And it was like the words jumped off the page. I was like, there's a man behind the word. Mm -hmm. Like, this is real. Like there's a, there's a person who's talking to me and he wants to hear my voice and he wants me to hear his voice. And that blew me away completely. I was like, who is this God that we serve? Like that he would want to talk to me. And so that summer during the internship prayer, is what sustained me. It, I found it to be the most effective thing that I could do on the mission field. And so I came back and I was just debriefing and I was praying about it. And I was like, God, like my prayer life has drastically changed. Mm -hmm. And I just heard his voice in my thoughts. And um, it's so sweet. He often says my name when he's talking to me. That's one way that I know that it's God because he'll address me by name, which I think is so cool. Um, and he was like, Caitlin, what your prayer life was missing was my presence. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. that's why it was failing. That's why it was boring. Like you forgot that it's a relationship and not this task that you have to do. It's a thing to enjoy and not just this thing to check off a list. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. So yeah, that's, that's beautiful. That's my little testimony. Well, it's kind of a big testimony. actually. Yeah, I was gonna say that. that's, that's substantial in your walk. That is, I guess what, what I would probably call an Ebenezer moment. Um, one of those altars in the wilderness that you can look back on all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been really fun. You know, this particular sister that shared this with me, didn't know this for a few years, but you know, I just really wanted to honor her. And so I said, Hey, let's, let's call. I got to tell you about this and how God has used this to drastically change my walk with him. And so we did that and it was so fun. You know, she just did it in faith and had no idea that God was going to completely transform me through it, but he did. And mm -hmm. I'm so thankful. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I'm really happy to have Caitlin walk through this, this paradigm with us today. Um, I've, 
been through similar uh, sessions and have been trying to implement these things. And so our hope today is not to shame anyone for the current status of their prayer life and also um, not to overwhelm you with a bunch of rules, regulations, ideas, um, but to really get to the heart of prayer. Um, It's not just us talking to God. It's also us listening to him. Um, and so, yeah, Caitlin's going to walk us through that and, and give us some tools for our, our toolbox. Yeah. So good. It's, uh, it's kind of cool. This is like a collision map for colliding with God rather than like an outline of like, you need to do this. Um, so it's called connecting with God in prayer. Like I said, we're going to put this in the show notes, so you can take notes if you want to, but you can also print it out or look at it online. Um, but there's this proposition at the beginning that says, if we aren't hearing from God regularly in prayer, then we're probably not listening well. Mm-hmm. Again, not meant to condemn, but that's probably reality for most of us. I know it is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few reasons why we might find it difficult to hear God in prayer. Um, the first reason is that we were never taught. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. The second reason is we don't expect God to speak. I would and say that's a pretty big one as yeah. well. The expectation of, of God will actually do something as a result of me speaking to him. Mm, so yeah. good. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, we, we often don't expect it. Um, the third one is we're afraid we'll attribute words to God that he didn't speak. Ooh, I forgot that one. <laughs> yeah, that one's really legitimate. Um, actually in Jeremiah 23, um, it's this passage about lying prophets. And it literally says that if somebody speaks and says, God said this, and God didn't say that, then they're going to be struck down dead. So obviously Mm. we don't want to misattribute words to God, but in this same passage, actually, um, it's, it talks about the difference between true prophets and lying prophets. And it says, but which of them has stood in the counsel of the Lord right? to hear the words that he's speaking? It's paraphrased. Um, and so there's this difference between these prophets that aren't standing in the counsel of the Lord because they're lying prophets and they're like, we're going to say whatever we want. And also these prophets that are actually standing in the counsel of the Lord. So they're hearing from God. And so they're able to speak the words of God. And those are the people that are not getting struck down. Right. Um, and little misnomer. Uh, what Jeremiah didn't know is that we'd eventually have the blood of Jesus. Yeah. And so we can stand in the counsel of the Lord all the time. And in fact, he is actually inside of us via the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So those are some reasons why we might find it difficult to hear God in prayer. Um, I would add a fourth reason and say we're just not taking the time to pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. The next kind of part of this is super important. And I think about this part as like a coffee filter. Okay. <laughs> so there's there's certain parts that you need to be able to filter out. I don't want all of the grounds in my mug, but I want the flavor of the grounds in my mug. And it's really important. And so this section is how do we know the voice we're hearing is from God? And mm-hmm. so it's this idea of filtering God's voice from the enemy's voice versus our own voice. So most important, and this is the one that I go to time and time and time again, we don't ever graduate from this. And it's the voice will always agree with scripture. Mm -hmm. 100%. 
So it might specific, you might specifically hear scripture. Like if you heard uh, the Lord, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow mm-hmm. to anger, bounding and steadfast love. Yep. Okay, that's straight up scripture. Mm-hmm. Could also be the essence of scripture. You know, it could be a generic statement. God is love. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's alignment with scripture. That's a true thing. Yep. So the second one is the voice may contradict our friend's opinions. That's a tough one. Yeah, super tough. Um, so sometimes God leads us to do things that don't make sense to our family and friends. Mm-hmm. Katie, have you ever had a, a time where that has happened? For yeah, you? yeah, absolutely. I mean, even when it came to deciding to join a missions organization and be a mobilizer, I I had some family and friends, um, not discourage per se, but um, they were just trying to warn, I think, against some of the the difficulties that may come come down the, the line for me, like in fundraising, um, they were nervous that I wouldn't be able to raise my full support, just given the nature of my role and the nature that it wasn't my whole family going overseas and things like that. And some other just discouraging words, but I was very convinced this is exactly what God wanted me to do. And um, we can unpack why I was convinced uh, in a later episode. But um, I think what's beautiful is that I went forward in a confidence in the word of the Lord for my life and was able to um, just lovingly walk through that. Um, It's hard for me to contradict family and friends. Uh, It's hard for all of us, but as a recovering people pleaser, that's a really hard thing to do. Um, But the Lord blessed and I, you know, was able to raise my full support in record time. And um, the, the role that I'm in is perfect for me and it's been such a blessing. And so God has affirmed that word over my life in contradiction to some friends and family that weren't as confident. So that's hard. I mean, Jesus addresses that too, right? you know, in, in the gospels, I don't yeah. have it up in front of me now, but, um, Jesus talks about our, our commitment to him and our surrender to him over mother, father, sister, brother. So that's a hard one. Yeah. That's so good. Thanks for sharing that Katie. And maybe you can unpack some more of that next week when we're really mm-hmm. talking about how do you apply the voice you hear? That'd, yeah. be, that'd be great to hear the rest yeah, of this. For sure. Um, but yeah, so the next kind of part of this coffee filter is the voice is consistent with God's character. Mm -hmm. And what we really mean by that is listen to the tone of voice and listen to the words that are being said. So this is going to sound really obvious, but if there's a thought in your head, it's like, you're so ugly. Right. Okay. Right. The tone is harsh. It's condemning. And it's also not speaking something that God said. So we're like, nope, that's not God's voice. That's the enemy. Forget about that. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that voice, because inevitably you will, you get to be like, no, I break agreement with the lie that I'm ugly. Mm-hmm. And I come into agreement with the truth that I'm made in God's image. And so I'm beautiful because I reflect his glory. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes this exchange when yep. you're able to filter out the voice of the enemy and the voice yeah. of God. Along the lines of, you know, it being in line with God's character too. One thing that I've really been anchoring in is that a hallmark of the Holy Spirit is peace. And so I, I don't know if, if this paradigm unpacks this. So if it, if I'm getting ahead of it, forgive me, but, um, if the word or the image or however you are hearing God's voice 
brings anxiety or chaos. Um, that's likely not from God. Now, confusion, maybe, but that's not because God is confusing. It's because we just don't understand yet. And so the Holy Spirit is always gentle and kind. And sometimes he's firm. Sometimes he's very direct and we need that um, rebuking. But in general, I, I kind of the overlay of that is that it's always met with peace. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to share kind of a tangible example because that that can sound kind of confusing when we're talking mm-hmm. about it. Um, so basically, I had this really good idea for writing a paper in my academic career. And I had laid it down because I said, God, I don't want to make a name for myself. I don't want to run into this trap of pride. And so I'm not going to write it at all. And I knew that the idea for the paper was from God, like it was sharing truth. It was sharing right. truth in an academic world where he's not really talked about. And so I, I had still laid it down because I was like, I do not want to fall into pride. And then I got kind of curious and I was like, man, I can't stop thinking about this paper. And I was like, is it because I'm making an idol? Is it because it's from the Lord? And so I just decided to pray this simple prayer. And I said, Jesus, if this idea is going to glorify your father, would you do something with it? And so I was in a place of prayer and I had this thought pop into my head and I was like, wow, that's so good. And so I wrote it down and I felt like heaven just gave me the abstract for the paper. And I was praying about it later and I was like, wow, Jesus, like, it seems like you want me to move forward with this idea. Mm -hmm. And I just heard him say to me in my thoughts, Caitlin, are you going to keep running away in pride or are you going to learn to submit to me? Yeah. And that was a little harsher. Sure. But it was redemptive, right? Mm -hmm. It was unto getting closer to him. And so I I had to repent and be like, Lord, I'm sorry. Like I was running away when I should have been running towards you and like submitting instead of yeah being scared of of something that the enemy would do to me absolutely Um, and so yeah now i'm like even working on that right it like what i heard in prayer that was a discipline like beget obedience in me and i'm thankful Mm -hmm. for that yeah that's great yeah so that's kind of what we're talking about there with it's consistent with his character um and like like uh like that um the next one is that god's voice bears good fruit Mm mm-hmm So did the words you hear produce good fruit in you and other people? Did it lead you to repentance, to praise and worship towards growth, that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And the opposite of that, of course, would be like condemnation, feeling stuck, shame, guilt, anxiety, chaos. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Lack of peace. Like we all know that's like from the enemy. And, you know, it sounds so simple as we're talking about this, but sometimes we, we just need to say it out loud. You know, we get all stuck in our minds and it's swirling around. I don't know if this is from God. And then you say it out loud. And sometimes that can bring a lot of clarity. Absolutely. Your voice. Um, so the next one is that God's voice is different from our voice. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I feel like that's where a lot of us get tripped up. Like, how do I really tell the difference? Um, and I love Isaiah 55, eight and nine, which talks about God's ways aren't our ways. His thoughts aren't our mm-hmm. thoughts. You know, they're mm-hmm. higher than ours. Um, and so a lot of the times I actually think this comes out in God having like a bigger dream or calling or assignment for us. And we're trying to like fit in this little box. And he's like, I actually have something bigger for you. Right. Um, I know I've seen that play out in my own life. I'll probably talk about that a little bit more next week. 
Um, but yeah, just filtering through like, is this thought like big enough to be a God thought? Mm-hmm. Or is this a thought that I'm thinking because I'm actually afraid of what would happen if I really stepped into the fullness of what I want to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then number six for this kind of filter that we're building is God's voice is easy to reject. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, how do you, how do you learn to not reject his voice? Well, it's like, if, if Katie and I are in a crowd of people, I have spent enough time with her talking, praying, listening, hanging out on her couch, eating pizza with her family, (laughs) driving in a car, drinking coffee, like the whole gambit, right? That I could pick her voice out in a crowd of people. And it's just because I spent time with her because we're really good friends. And so I'd be able to know her voice and I wouldn't reject it like the hundreds of other voices I'm hearing in the crowd. I'd be like, oh, that's my friend. I'm going to listen to what she's saying. Yeah. And so it truly is like friendship with God through Mm -hmm. reading the word of God, through praying, through, you know, going to church and having community that we get familiar with who our friend really is. Right. Yeah. And the beauty of how he relates to us uniquely, you know, I think. I think a lot of times when I feel like my relationship with God has gotten stale, it's because I've made it stale. You know, Mm -hmm. my relationship with Caitlin is different than my relationship with my husband or my college best friend or my small group um, because we have different experiences together. We've done different things. And even though, yes, I've gone on a drive and gotten coffee with pretty much all of those people, our conversations are different and our connections are special. And so it's the same way with God. Like, yes, we all commune through with God through different things like scripture and prayer and, and worship, but it's personal and and he relates to us personally. So when Caitlin said that the audible voice of God or, or the thoughts in her head are often, um, often begin with her name, that's a really personal thing that God does to show her that she is beloved and that she belongs to him. And that's personal for a lot of reasons, but it relates to her story very directly as well. As, as you get to know her more and and more of her story, you'll see why God chooses to speak to her that way. So it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, it's so good. And I'll say this too, because maybe this has happened to some of you guys before, but so what I studied in college was archeology. span And so God talks to me in archeological terms and pictures and theories that I learned in college, like nobody's business, because I've loved this since I was 11. Mm -hmm. And I really started to get to know the Lord when I was 11. And so he's like, oh, let me use this thing. Yeah. She loves to talk to her so she can understand me through something that she loves. Mm -hmm. And I just love it so much. Like, it's so fun. And Yeah, he's, I mean, yeah, I could draw you like a whole like picture book probably right. uh, of right. ways that he's talked to me in that way, but it's, it means so much and he's not going to talk to Katie that way. That's not going to make a lick. Thankfully, of no, <laughs> <laughs> I would have no clue what he's saying ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, that's the beautiful thing about God. I, one of the most beautiful things I think is that he is completely sovereign and completely personal. Mm-hmm. Let that blow your mind. He's completely personal with like 8 billion people. More right. than that. Right. That's, yeah. Anyways, that's, that's another conversation for another day. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, so so we've built our filter. We've talked through, you know, reasons why we might not be hearing God's voice in prayer. 
And so really now we just need to get to like, how do we apply all of these Mm -hmm. things? And the term is conversational prayer. Conversation, super simple. God speaks, you respond, you speak, God responds. It's not rocket science. Yeah. So what I, what I love to say to people is like, do you know how to talk? And they're like, yeah. (laughs) Do you know how to listen? Yeah. Okay. Well then you can pray and you can hear from God. Like it's actually that simple. Um, you know, it would be, it'd be mean if God didn't greet us in a way that we could hear from him, but he spoke. Yeah. That'd be horrible. Yeah. You know, but his desire is to be with us. And so he created us in such a way that we can speak Mm -hmm. and listen. Yeah. Amazing. So he's so smart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay. So, um, I'm just going to kind of walk you through, like, what does it look like to begin a conversational prayer? And again, this was helpful for me um, at the beginning to really like go through each of these points. Um, sometimes I don't really use this as much anymore, but oftentimes I will go back to it because it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing is you want to invite the Holy Spirit to come and speak and you want him to know that you actually desire to hear from him. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to have a conversation unless you invite the person in the room. Right. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> right. Um, So once he's in the room, you know, once you've invited him, um, you can ask him a question. You can ask him to speak on a specific topic. Maybe you're asking, Lord, how do I be obedient to you? Or Lord, what do I do with this thing today? Or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Um, You could also ask God what he wants to talk about. And I I love asking open-ended questions with God. So Mm -hmm. asking him things like, God, what do you want me to know about your character today? What promise do you want to emphasize to me today? Rather than like yes and no questions. Right. uh, Because I don't just walk around asking my friends yes and no questions. Like that's not very relational. Mm -hmm. I like to ask them, you know, how was your day? Like, how are you actually doing? What brought you joy today? You know, that kind of thing. And kind of a tip with that is, Just be open to allowing God to lead the conversation, giving him the freedom to redirect it. So that's kind of the first part is we're inviting him in. We are kind of setting the groundwork, the framework for like, where is this conversation going? And so number two, and I'll have to give a disclaimer in a second, but the next part is to sit and listen in silence. That's everybody's favorite part. Literally what I was going (laughs) to say. Um, Okay, so the first tip with that is listen for an interjection in your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Write it down, take note of it. It's often the Holy Spirit. Now, I know a lot of people are probably going like, well, I just get really distracted when I sit around. One of the most amazing things that I learned about prayer is that if there is a distracting thought in my head, there is always a way to turn it into prayer. And you guys are going to laugh at me, but I've for real done this. So here's my example. I went to sit and pray and I was sitting and I was like all ready to sit in silence. And I literally started thinking about tacos. (laughs) I mean, don't we always? (laughs) Right. Um, And I couldn't stop thinking about tacos. And I was like, what is happening? And so I had I had a choice on how to respond in this moment. I could have got really mad and been like, oh, like, why can't you focus on God? But I said, you know what? This is what's in my head right now. And so I just brought to God full honesty. I'm like, God, I'm thinking about tacos. And I was like, Lord, thank you for the friends that I've enjoyed tacos with. Like, thank you for family Mm -hmm. in Jesus. Like, thank you for sustenance. Like, 
thank you for creating the culture that made this food that I love so much. Mm -hmm. Like I literally just turned into prayer of Thanksgiving. And I know you're like, that's ridiculous, but it, it refocused me, right? I prayed the prayer. I stopped thinking about tacos. I mm -hmm. turned it into Thanksgiving and I continued on and was able to like focus after that. Right. So like everything that seems like a distraction can actually always be turned into a prayer. Absolutely. I feel like that happens a lot to me in the context of like prayer walking where mm -hmm. I'm walking and I'm just praying over things that I see and I'm experiencing, you know, I remember doing a prayer walk, uh, before my internship and I was walking through a parking lot and there were at least 13 different States represented on the license plates. And so I was able to just like pray over, all of these people that were from all over the country, likely all over the world. And wow. it just led to such a beautiful prayer time. And then I ended up walking into a forest. And, and so often our, you know, we're doing a, in, as we're sitting in silence, we're doing kind of a mental prayer walk unintentionally. Um, and the Lord will use that, you know, use those distractions and redeem those to receive praise unto himself. So yeah, that's so really good. beautiful. Now I feel compelled to just praise him for tacos. <laughs> Do it. Everybody. Yeah. That's that's everybody so good. this week. Praise God for tacos. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So going along with what Katie just said, um, something else that you can do while you're, you're listening in the silence is you might be like a really visual thinker like I am. So you might see an image or a picture might be totally random. Try not to dismiss it. I used to always dismiss it, but I have been able to speak so many words of encouragement over people because I have asked the Lord, is there a meaning in this sunflower that I'm seeing or this swimming pool that I'm seeing or whatever? Yeah. And often there is, and it will really connect with a person if you're willing to share it. Yeah. Um, case in point, I walked into worship service at my church one day and one of my friends was um, already worshiping because it started, I was running a couple minutes behind from serving um, with the kids. And I just heard and saw the word and image wildflowers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's so random. And I just felt so strong. I needed to share that with her after the service. And so I was like, hey, like I walked in and I, this is what I heard and this is what I saw. And I mean, her jaw hit the floor. And yeah. she was like, oh my gosh, you have no idea. Like I've been talking about this all week. And like, there's this ring that I'm going to get and it represents my family. And like, we're going through all this stuff, but like, we're, you know, we're wildflowers. We're going to stick this out. We're going to grow together. That's beautiful. And I was like, whoa, like that's crazy. Like I could have just dismissed that, but then my sister wouldn't have received something the Lord had given me to give her. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't, this story isn't a personal example, but, um, I was with a group of people and we were worshiping together in um, a 1426 model, which is just this really beautiful uh, worship style of everyone contributing and just letting the Holy spirit move. And um, one of the ladies had an image of water. It was just like this large body of water. Um, she couldn't really tell if it was a lake or a river or whatnot, um, but she brought it up and was just like, yeah, I see this water. She described it and somebody else in the room had an interpretation of that image. And it was essentially um, an image of water to remind us. Um, the interpretation was essentially there were people in the room that had a strong fear of water and they were about to go on these mission trips that were going to require them to spend a lot of time traveling in water or being around water, big bodies of water. 
And there were three people that shared like, yeah, I have been terrified of water since I was little. I almost had a drowning experience or I never learned to swim or whatever the case may be. And so we all were able to like lay hands on these people and see deliverance from that fear of water. And they went out and had the most amazing overseas experiences. Their water troubles were completely gone. They had great time. They they learned how to swim. They conquered these fears. It was just so beautiful. And it was just all because of an image of water. Like the Lord can use anything. Um, And I mean, as first Corinthians tells us, let all things be done for building up. That is a lot of what we see in these things. So Read 1 Corinthians 14 through 16 as well um, in, in the context of this conversation too. But yeah, that that has stuck with me for a long time. Yeah, that's so beautiful, Katie. And yeah, just to reiterate, like it was nothing profound, truly. Like somebody right. got this image. It was a simple image and the power came because they said it out loud. Mm-hmm. And somebody else in the room, God was talking to with the word, right? Yeah but they needed the image to release the word. Exactly. And so even if you feel silly, you're like, there's a bunny rabbit with a (laughs) like somebody might literally be having an interpretation, you know? Absolutely. And it kind of goes back to how personal God is with us. You know, the Lord speaks very personally to Caitlin through a lot of imagery, whereas I've never received an image or a picture from the Lord because I'm a, I'm a words person. Like I often have more of the interpretation or I have a good word for someone or something like that. And so like, it's one of those things too, where yes, we can, we can pray and practice these things and ask the Lord to speak to us in different ways, but also there's something so beautiful about having, um, just having that way that the Lord speaks to us and that we can share and contribute. We're all members of the body and we don't need to try to be something we're not. The Lord has equipped us for exactly what he needs us to do. Yeah. Amen. I've heard it said like, stay in your own lane. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so true. I have tried to cross over before and it's failed. And if I just ride my lane. And that doesn't mean you never will. It just means that there's patterns and, and the way that the Lord communicates and, and even in your own personal walk, like the Lord is likely going to communicate to you through a lot of imagery and things like that. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who are more words people or even music minded, um, something else that might happen while you're sitting in silence is hearing a phrase from a worship song. Um, that happens yeah. to a lot of my friends and we'll just pause and sing it. So we had a, a prayer and worship gathering at my home this weekend and there was a, a phrase that somebody started singing and we all just joined in and we just worshiped God for a little bit through music and it was awesome. And then like that led to scripture being read that was relevant and that led to more worship and more prayer and it just kind of ebbed and flowed. So don't be afraid to pause and sing because like, that's also prayer, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because prayer is really just like communing with God. And so you can do that through music too. Yeah. Um, and something that is really important as well is perhaps there's a phrase of scripture that's going to pop into your mind. Um, yeah. Could be anything truly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could write it down, you could pray through it, you consider like what what is God trying to show me through this passage of scripture? What's he trying to remind me of? What's he speaking over this situation? Um, so those are some of the tips that we can use to begin to really cultivate this like normality of hearing the voice of God and responding to him. And I just want to remind you guys, like, just the desire to hear from God is really all that you need. 
-hmm. Like I remember one time, like my mom said one time, she was like, God really just wants your desire. Like he can meet desire. And I was like, well, that's good. And it's true when we're wanting to hear from the voice of God. So yeah, that's, that's where I'll land the plane this week. Um, next week, we'll kind of talk about like the nitty gritty of applying this in a more specific way and also probably share some just like really awesome testimonies. I, I mean, we're yeah. both bubbling, um, thinking about all the things we could share. Um, but also if you guys have like really cool testimonies of hearing the voice of God, like give us a summary, um, via email or in the, in the notes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. This has been such a great conversation and I I am just so glad that that Caitlin took it and ran with it because I know that for me, um, what what was it? Number one, I think we just never learned how to hear God's voice or to recognize when he is speaking to us, recognize when he is showing us things. And so that's been a huge part of my walk the past year. And I am absolutely still growing. Caitlin is still growing. We have yeah so much to learn. Uh, but the more we talk about it and learn from each other and learn from the word and the more we practice it and we ask God and come to him with our desire, he honors it and he delights in it. And so we encourage you guys to even just take one thing out of today's episode and apply it and practice it and um, talk about it with your friends and your small groups and things like that, because God is honored in that. It's not about perfection. It's about practice and showing up. So yeah, thanks for being with us today and we will see you next week. 